fries. Treading water that they drown. I head on a swivel. Yeah. It's only really my surroundings. Hello and welcome to episode 34 of the Smash Accept podcast. I'm your host, Michael Royer. You can find me on Twitter at Dynasty underscore Dad FF. And tonight we're going to talk about wide receiver by lows. You know, we just did it, recorded an episode on the 2022 class with Katie Flowers from Under the Helmet. Tonight we got two guys from the Smash Accept crew, great guests to come on the show. First one, I'll start, usually I say last but not least, but I'm going to go first here with uh, Smash Accept guy that we have at the Dynasty Lefty. My brother, Mark Royer. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. It's, uh, it's good to be on here again and uh, excited to talk to uh, talk about everyone's favorite position, the wide, wide receivers. That's everybody's favorite position? I'm a running back guy. You know, like I, maybe that's why <laughs> the wide receiver position is really going to bounce around here a lot. And uh, that's why I brought you two guys on here. Next, we have Jeremy. He's a writer at the Dynasty Mafia at FF Yards Per and starting your own podcast, I hear. The rumors are true. Uh, yeah, I uh, am starting a podcast with a couple guys, or it's a guy and a girl at Yards Per. Um, it's going to be the FF Playmakers. Um, we were supposed to start this past Monday. Uh, something came up, so we're hoping to get it out next Monday. So Excited for that. Once time. once that drops, let me know. We'll, we'll push it here for you, and you guys should check yeah, that out and get it. used to it. Now, obviously, we have a lot of things going on, right? The wide receiver position is affected so much by the quarterback, so much about what's going on, and free agency is coming in here. And we have a lot of great wide receivers on the free agent market. The quarterback carousel, where's Carson Wentz going to go? Where's Deshaun Watson going to go? Is Drew Locke going to keep his job? I mean, there's so many different quarterback scenarios that are going to really transition into what these wide receiver values are. And tonight's podcast is just to give you guys an idea of who we should be buying. What are some guys that have some, some big time upside? We're going to range everywhere from who you should buy as a contender down to the best values, the sleepers, deep sleepers, and those teams that take your dynasty level dynasty teams to the next level. Let's first talk about some free agents on our list. And there's none bigger right now than Mark, your, your buy it's Allen Robinson. Yeah. Uh, mainly you, you can get him in a late, late fifth, early sixth. Uh, which is crazy value to me. He's only 26. He's 27. He's hitting his prime. The last two years, he's ranked third in yards, 2,313 touchdowns, third in yards and touchdowns. And in fantasy, that's the wide receiver nine this year and the wide receiver eight last year. All those elite stats. And then he's really had very minimal quarterback help. And any situation he goes to next year is going to be better. And uh, obviously, everyone's talking about the uh, Watson Robinson combination that could be could be something that could be happening. Yeah, I mean, Allen Robinson has gone from Blake Bortles, and they're like, we can't get worse. He goes to Mitch Trubisky. They sign Foles. We're like, hey, maybe that's going to help. And the guy has just balled out. He's been a you know he's been not a fringe wide receiver one. He is a wide receiver one. We get him in the right situation. He goes somewhere with a obvious wherever he goes is going to be a quarterback upgrade. And Allen Robinson is a screaming by at his value right now i mean he's he's a mid to late first round rookie pick value he's going in rounds five and six in your startups 
And that leaves you with the the uh, the chance to really make an upgrade where you can take those running backs early, take those quarterbacks early, and in rounds five and six, you can get guys like Allen Robinson, or you can get guys like Jeremy, your veteran, who's a who you're all in on for contending teams. Uh yeah. I mean, five and six rounds and startups and redraft are gonna be real good for receivers this year. I mean, and most of the startups I've started, it's been running back and quarterback heavy. Um, but the guy I'm targeting right there is uh, Keenan Allen right now. I think Keenan Allen's always kind of been disrespected as far as the fantasy world goes. I think just people just, I don't know if it's the name. I don't know what it is, but I feel like his value's always been down. Um, but he's had three of the last four years. He's had 200 total fantasy points on the end of the year. Uh, last year, he was just five points off. And I mean, he missed a couple games at a couple times. Um, however, with... Mike Williams possibly leaving now. That rumor started out um, along with Justin Herbert, who came out of the scene last year. I think next year, Keenan Allen's going to have some vacated targets that he should receive being the top receiver there. And I just think at his value right now, I mean, I have a couple trades. I mean, some guys I reached out on Twitter and they reached out back to me and gave me some uh, trade info, which was nice. Uh, But they've, had some that Aaron Jones went for Keenan Allen and Damian Harrison or Harris. And for me, I mean, Aaron Jones to get Keenan Allen and Harris to me, it's a good deal. Um, but I have Allen for Kirk cousins and then one seven and two six and Derek Carr is a one quarterback league. Allen seemed a little, um, I think it's a pretty good value. I mean, you're figuring Allen went for what, probably the one seven and the two six, I think. Kirk yeah, Cousins, high, but... he's that guy just to seal the deal. Yeah, uh, and Keenan Allen. I mean, Justin Herbert is only going to get better. They're talking about bringing in some some weapons in, you know, they it, via the draft. But I feel like with Hunter Henry potentially leaving, Mike Williams potentially leaving, there are going to be a lot of vacated targets. And who's that guy he's going to trust in the offense? I mean, it's going to be Austin Eckler, and it's going to be Keenan Allen. This isn't a running back show, but go buy Austin Eckler on the cheap. That's your daily <laughs> right? da- daily reminder there because. He's kind of out of sight, out of mind. But the other that, guy, I mean, Herbert had good chemistry with Keenan Allen already last year. And I mean, that's what I'm saying. He's going to be the he's going to be that guy he latches yeah. onto for sure. Uh, for me, it's Mike Evans. I mean, with a sixth round ADP in that same range, I've done two startups. I got him in both of them as my wide receiver three, and one of them as my wide receiver four. And I just found myself scooping up that talent everywhere. I mean, we're looking at seven straight thousand yard seasons, and he's 27 years old. Third in touchdowns since 2014, and he's only behind Devontae Adams and his teammate Antonio Brown in touchdowns since entering the league. Um, you know, I have two of my sleepers on that same team as the Bucks. Before we get into that, is I see the writing on the wall that Chris Godwin is going to be out of Tampa Bay. You know, I feel like he is going to move on. He's going to move on for a, a bigger deal. He's going to get something done. But we want those guys that are tied to Tom Brady. Antonio Brown has all the makings of the, just a great comeback story. He looked, I mean, some of the routes he was running in the Super Bowl and the way he's played down the stretch has all the lookings of a wide receiver two next season if Godwin leaves. And Tyler Johnson is my deep sleeper in that same kind of situation. Guy from Minnesota obviously has all the ability to be that next guy up in those three wide receiver sets. I know Mung's going to argue with me a little bit with his boy, Scotty Miller, but I think Tyler Johnson has that same, you know, guy that can jump into that situation. Back to Mike Mike Evans here a little bit. I mean, we're looking at a guy who 
just gets it done every year, right? It's just not sexy. We're we're undervaluing him because if you look at what he's done in comparison to DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins since 2014, you know, DeAndre Hopkins goes in the second round. Mike Evans goes all the way in the sixth. I've seen him go as late as the eighth round. In yards, DeAndre Hopkins, 7,437. Evans, 7,260. So we're talking a yard or two you know, per game. It's not a lot. Touchdowns, Evans 61, Hopkins 58. Now, obviously, he's the clear leader when it comes to receptions, you know, with 695 to 535. But don't get it twisted. Mike Evans is still an elite wide receiver, and we're discounting him way, way too much. I mean, picture this right now. I mean, you could probably move back three different times, accumulate all the extra value, and get those three guys as, you know, you could get Mike Evans, Allen Robinson, and Keenan Allen as your wide receivers move back, accumulate first, and get some things going there. Our guy P2W just said his guy Jeremy is on the rise. Smart dude. Check out his podcast. So thank you, P2W. Didn't give me a shout-out, but I still love you. All right. Let's move on here to another situation that's worth monitoring. You know, after a brutal season of post-type sleepers and, and breakouts that never really happened with the Jaguars wide receiver core, we're forgetting that they're going to get a huge bump here, right? I mean, it's almost a done deal. Trevor Lawrence is going to go to the Jaguars and instantly, I mean, he's he's going to be a phenom. He's going to be somebody that's just going to put some life back in that Jaguars offense. And Mark, you had two guys here. Uh, Jeremy and I are about to talk about someone a little bit later. Mark, you had two guys in that offense that should get an instant bump. Oh, absolutely. Um, DJ, Obviously, DJ Chark and LaVishka Chenault. Chark, Chark this year, a lot of a lot of hype going in. They thought maybe a lot of blowouts, a lot of he get a lot of slop time, and that really didn't pan out. He his speed scores are through the roof, but uh, he apparently he cannot uh, separate. But the, the well, some of his at, problems. I mean, he he runs a four four forty, which is ninety eighth percentile. He runs his speed score was 115.3, 96th percentile, and his burst is 132.5, 93rd percent. The thing with him is catching the ball, right? We had a lot of negatives there trying to, you know, catch the ball and, and get things done in the offense this year. Yeah, it was it was tough. I mean, some of it was his fault, some of it was the quarterback play. But now that Trevor Lawrence is coming to town, like his ADP right now is wide receiver 27. And I can I could see him having upside weeks of wide receiver one easily some weeks wide receiver too. I think he easily is going to have a bounce back year. And Lavishka's it's a different story. I think he's, his sky's limit through him. I, I really don't really know what you're getting. Like he's scratched the surface on how, what he can do in the NFL. He could be better than Chark at, the, at not at the moment, but I think he could ultimately. Yeah. I mean, I put a, a tweet out the other day that, you know, go buy DJ Chark for an early second and go buy LaVisca Chenault for a mid-second. Chark, we're looking at – these are some things that have really turned me on to, to back to where he's at. Top five in – fifth in the league in deep targets. We know Trevor Lawrence has a cannon, right? Ninth in unrealized air yards. So, I mean, the guy is going deep. He's just not getting – they're not giving him the proper opportunity. And 14th in dot. So his average depth of target – is deeper than most. And we know Trevor Lawrence has a much better arm than Mike Glennon or Gardner Minshew or, you know, Jake Luton. LaVisca Chenault, I mean, 600 yards receiving as a rookie was not expected, right? 58 receptions, 600 yards. And they haven't really scratched the surface because we compared him a lot to Debo Samuel and he only had 18 carries. I mean, I feel like he could have got a lot more involved in the run game, but 
the guy that you and I, Jeremy, have on here that you can buy for, and he, let me just say this, do not offer a third-round pick for Colin Johnson because then they're going to be like, what's going on here? Try to get him as a throw-in. Try to be like, I want to move my you know, my second into a third and get this guy thrown in to do that. Because the minute you say, I want Colin Johnson from your team, that dynasty owner is going to be like, wait a second. This guy had 272 receiving yards. Why do we want Colin Johnson? Jeremy, why do you want him on your team? Uh, for me, I think a, a big thing is his value. Um, right now, I did a couple startups. And, I mean, he's going late. I mean, close to the 20th round. Um, I liked him coming out of Minnesota. He's a big target. He's 6'6", 222. Um, and like you said, I mean, he had 272 yards. Um, but he was a red zone target. I mean, he had two touchdowns. Nothing crazy. But that offense in general was just James Robinson, and that was it. I mean, they didn't, they couldn't pass the ball. They couldn't. I know you guys were saying with Chark and stuff. I think if you look at his probably off percentage throws, I mean, they were they weren't accurate. Um, yeah, it was it was there were there's definitely some negative there. I mean, yeah. but his catchable balls, which was which was one of the worst in the league. He only caught eighty percent of his catchable balls. But sometimes yeah. you play in a scenario where it's like you're not getting you're getting passes thrown so far off that at some point you just get frustrated right so mm -hmm. i mean we've seen that where a guy can come in and colin johnson's the red zone guy i mean it's 6 yeah. 6 222 like you said that could be really exciting yeah and i like urban meyer coming in i think that you're going to see more of a spread offense and i think like you said i mean if they bring in lawrence they might bring in fields you don't know but i'm we're going to go off of lawrence and i think they're going to spread the ball you know what i mean i think and I've been saying it all offseason. I think a lot of people can start to agree that I think James Robinson is going to take the biggest hit in this offense. I think Urban Meyer is going to come in. You're going to start seeing Chanel get used like the Debo Samuel role that we all thought he was going to be. And I think you're going to see Colin Johnson. I think you'll have a three wide receiver set. I think Connolly's gone. Um, uh, shoot. Westbrook's gone. Um, they're only yeah. rostered wide Keelan receivers. Next, yeah, they're only rostered receivers next year right now are Chark, Chanel, Colin Johnson and Josh Hammond. So unless they add somebody, I mean, he's lined up to be that wide receiver three. And I think, I mean, he can definitely handle it. I Coming out of Minnesota, I liked him a lot last year. So I like it. Let's move over to another interesting place in Denver. You know, obviously they could get some quarterback improvements, whether that's Drew Locke's game progression, which I hope it does, you know, because I have some investment in him. Or there's rumor about Watson. There's rumor about Wentz. Whoever it is, I feel like we're going to get a, a much better set of quarterback play than we had last year. I mean, it was it was rough at times in Denver. I have Jerry Judy as a buy, but Jeremy, you have another Denver wide receiver who's your biggest value. I mean, I think the sky's the limit for this guy. Yeah, I mean, we all heard the rumors. Every seems like every team says that if they need a quarterback, they're going to get Deshaun Watson or Carson Wentz lately. If if they don't, um, they're not doing their job, right? Yeah. I mean, aside from <laughs> aside from Kansas City, every team should at least go out and say, "What's it cost for Watson?" Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm not, not saying good. they should do it, but they should talk. I think with what they got for Stafford, I think Watson's staying. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, I picked Cortland Sutton as a good value right now. I think last year. He went on IR early, and I think people forget what they have in Cortland Sutton. I mean, he came out, he had 186 points, fantasy points last year, or in 2018. And you're going to get most likely an upgrade at quarterback. I don't know if it's through Wentz, Watson, Darnold, some type of trade, but I think that they move on from Drew Locke. Um, I just think last year he kind of showed, he kind of showed it. Well, he's not the answer. 
Hey, I mean, they might keep him this year and give him one che- more shot. But you got to check out my thread over the final ten games. Once he came back from injury, he was QB sixteen. So I mean, yeah. he had had a little upside there. You know, yeah. when you're if you can get Wentz or Watson, absolutely. Oh. Darnold, like it's almost a lateral move. You know, they if they can, and you feel like John Elway's going to try to get one of them big guys, right? More prototypical oh, quarterback, yeah. like he did with Peyton. Oh, exactly. But I mean, right now I got um, some trades that some people lent or sent over to me. I mean, people got Cortland Sutton for one eight and at one eight, I mean, you're going to get a guy like maybe Rashad Bateman. You're going to get another receiver that you hope turns into Cortland Sutton. Let, exactly. So Let's take me, a guy. Why not take the guy that had the one year production and was injured last year? He yeah. was set to make a step forward. And not only that, you have an upgraded receiving core. Like you had mentioned, Jerry Judy's there. You got KJ Hamler. Both had excellent rookie years. I mean, Judy has his drop problem, but again, I mean, he had a, a large percentage of uncatchable balls. Um, so I think Judy might even just fix himself in that if the quarterback play gets a little better. He was um, too good in college not to. I yeah, mean, you know, I like think, that was not a problem in college. No. And and similar to what we said at Chark, if you're not getting the ball thrown anywhere close to you, at times you're you yeah. know the best of us are going to have momentary lapses where it becomes more difficult. Yeah. But not only that, I mean, he's going to get probably the second corner now. Cortland Sutton's going to come back. So I can totally agree with you at a value with Jerry Judy. Um, I mean, I have another one for Sutton though. Someone traded Robert Tunyon for Sutton. I mean, despite it being <laughs> tight end premium, no. I mean, that's just like, that's a straight smash except like, how do you, I mean, we don't even know what Tunyon's going to be. Tunyon yeah. was a guy that came out as like an opportunity because. Well, and um, tight end premium for a guy that catches 52 balls. Is not yeah. tight end premium, right? Tight end yeah. premium for Travis Kelsey puts him through the roof. A guy like Robert Tunyon is totally touchdown dependent. So that's a great yeah. – that's an absolute smash, except to your point in Denver, I mean, K.J. Hamler, if we're talking value, I got him oh. in the 20th round of our startup we just did for the Smash Except Listener League. You know, And to me, we're taking him in the same area that we're taking like – Backup running backs. We're taking yeah. Wayne Wayne Gallman's and and Mike Davis and guys that we're not even quite sure what's going to happen. Where KJ Hamler is twenty two years old and runs uh, a four four three four four range. I mean the dude he's can fly. the perfect slot guy too for them. And I think, like I said, I mean now he's going to go down and he was facing some of the second corners on teams. So I mean he's going to be down to a third corner on a team or possibly just their slot guy depending on where they play him. But, yeah, and those are great points as far as like. Facing corners, right? We talked about when Antonio Brown was in Pittsburgh, Juju was benefiting off of the obviously being that second corner. Juju became the guy, and let's move on to Pittsburgh. I mean, Juju leaving Pittsburgh, which the writing's on the wall there again, I believe, 128 vacated targets for Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool. Now, I'm I'm a big Deontay Johnson guy. I've been buying him everywhere. But, Mark, one of your value buys was Chase Claypool off the phenomenal rookie year he had. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, I believe in the hype. He started off the year a little bit slow. He didn't start until like week around week five. From week five on, he he was the wide receiver thirteen. He averaged four fourteen point four per game, and he finished the year with sixty two catches, eight hundred seventy three yards, and nine touchdowns. And you you also just alluded to the vacated targets from uh, Juju that are going to be gone. But he's also still learning the position. Let's not forget. That out of Notre Dame, he was a tight end, and uh, so I think I think sky's the limit. And I think there's a little bit in there with Big Ben didn't have enough time to really stretch the field towards the end. He really peppered Deontay Johnson. I I just think that sky's the limit for that guy. He's still what happened? 
still scratching the surface. Sorry, I just muted right right before gotcha. the end. Well, it looks like you know we got a a smash except trade right after that. It looks like Jeremy has a little bit of a breaking news. Oh. Yeah, yesterday actually, I uh, so it wasn't crazy breaking news, but I did just trade for Chase Capool in a twelve team super flex tight end premium. And I traded for Claypool in a 22 second, and I traded them Matthew Stafford. So I like that. I mean, especially if you have the depth at the position. Yeah. I mean, Chase Claypool is either love him or hate him. There's a lot of polarizing takes. Some people want to compare because of his athleticism, you know, put him up there as as a borderline elite wide receiver. Other people think he was propped up by you know a lot of touchdowns but the the targets can definitely go up he had 109 the guy I love in that situation is Deontay Johnson he is a target machine with 144 now Juju leaves and we're looking at you know he had 88 receptions almost a thousand yards seven touchdowns and he's that guy you can buy for you know you could plug him in as your wide receiver two back end maybe wide receiver three but you can buy him as your wide receiver four or five and that's where winning is done in dynasty the one guy you both have as a great value is the same way, right? I mean, wide receiver 17 in 2018, wide receiver 17 in 2019. A little bit of a dip here once Joe Burrow went down, but Tyler Boyd is that guy who you can plug in as a wide receiver two. He's going to get 100 catches this year. And now you can buy him as wide receiver three, maybe wide receiver four on your team. And that's extreme value to me, Mark. Oh, absolutely. I think he the hype for – and it's deservedly so. The hype for Higgins is up there. But nobody's really talking about Boyd. He's not really a sexy name. You're getting wide receiver two numbers for wide, like a mid wide receiver three. And it's definitely worth the value. And who knows? Uh, I heard that Burrow might start week one. So that, that obviously adds some more value to him. That's what kind of turned me back onto it. And uh, let's be honest. I mean, I'm a superhero guy who prefers Robin over Batman. I mean, like other than my son Bennett, who for some reason likes Robin and wanted to be Robin for Halloween, which just whatever. Um, <laughs> that is what it is. But Tyler Boyd has been forgotten about, right? T. Higgins has risen like crazy. I mean, he has gone to and, and with when we had uh, Izzy Alcafaz on from Dynasty Trade Calculator, really started to push it where he said T. Higgins is wide receiver one, you know, in in value, and I, I do believe that, but. We're forgetting completely about Tyler Boyd. If we had a situation, and I made some trades for Tyler Boyd late season because the sound it sounded like Joe Burrow wasn't going to come in until midseason. Jeremy, if he starts week one, I mean, Tyler Boyd's value, it, it, it he should be jumping up boards. No, I agree. I, I've always liked Tyler Boyd. I mean, anywhere I can, I think almost I might have 100% rostership between, honestly, him and Calvin Ridley. Those are like my two go-to wide receiver guys, and – just Tyler Boyd, just one of those guys. I also and, like Jamison Crowder. Same thing as Tyler Boyd. You got? I think you got. Like, did you get both of them in the listener league too? Oh yeah, I mean, I it, so. it is what it is. I overpay for him half the time. I mean, I saw people saying Ridley was going in the fourth, and I'm like, nah, take him in the third. Not yeah. risking it. <laughs> but like, I mean, Tyler Boyd is just—he's just Mister Reliable, I think, and he has the slot position locked up in Cincinnati. There's no one there that's gonna take that spot from him, minus an injury, and I. The T. Higgins rise only helps Tyler Boyd, in my opinion. Yes, T. Higgins is, I will say, the heir to A.J. Green. But him being on the outside is drawing more coverage for Tyler Boyd to just run those drag routes or the inside routes. And Burrow was hitting him last year. And I think, honestly, 
to me, I think Boyd's just the safer option as far as a floor goes. But I think both those receivers up in Cincinnati, if Burrow's healthy week one, both of them are going to see a huge increase in value. Yeah, and you you also said Jamison Crowder, and I, I love Jamison Crowder's game. I've always been a fan, and there's a lot of rumor that the Jets are looking to trade him, you know, because he's got a he's got a decent you know ten million dollars salary this year. They're trying to unload that a little bit. He is that great slot guy that you can get cheap if it goes to a, a Washington or someone that's going to have a nice young rookie quarterback. He could be a sneaky value where again type of player that you get thrown in a deal, right? I mean, he's not somebody you go out there and actively search, but you could probably get him for a third and and try to move that way. Let's talk about some other sleepers you guys could get added into deals. Um, My guy is is Michael Pittman, you know, and I feel like he's kind of not really a sleeper anymore. I just wanted to talk about him. I mean, Michael Pittman looks the part of an alpha wide receiver. He looks like the guy that when we had Phillip Rivers in his noodle arm, couldn't get it downfield. But we get somebody there. We get Carson Wentz there in, in Indy, or we get the right guy. Michael Pittman could see that same kind of rise that T. Higgins saw. And, Mark, there's another guy there in Indy that you think also is is a nice sleeper. Yeah, uh, Paris Campbell. Oh, let's just not forget 2019. He was a second-round draft pick. So coming into year three, there's very, very little competition. As of right now, it's just basically him and Pittman. I would think that they're going to add something to the wide receiving core. But if not, he, he's easily going to be in the starting rotation. And and week one, he did have nine targets. And he looked he looked apart. He looked, he looked ready. If he can stay healthy, I mean, I think he's a nice, solid wide receiver three for your dynasty team. What he did at Ohio State, he looked fantastic. He was going late first in rookie drafts in that in that class, which was a fantastic class. And uh, yeah, I think that's a that's a good buy there. Um, similar type story with with the rookie that you're going to talk about, Jeremy. Is he didn't have great quarterback play, you know? Didn't he had a little bit of an injury struggle there in the beginning of the year? But the sky's the limit for Denzel Mims. Yeah, I mean, it's a good transition with the Crowder mention. I mean, if they move on from Crowder, you're going to have a ton of vacated targets. Um, you're moving most likely on from Darnold. We'll say well, let's anticipate he's getting Justin Fields. That's a huge upgrade. I mean, whether it's Justin Fields, whether it's Zach Wilson, I mean, Darnold, I think, has all the talent in the world. And honestly, the new offensive coordinator and the new head coach, I mean, Darnold could be savable if they hold on to him. He's almost got to go somewhere else. I mean, he saw the ghosts. Said, yeah. We're talking about – we talked about it with Katie on the on the last podcast where she was talking about 6% of, of Debbie quarterbacks hit. And then it was like, you know, they got to have the right line. They got to have yeah. the right system. And he's going into his third system. And, and, I mean, that's almost like a death sentence in the beginning. You know, if you got to go oh, three yeah. systems and have a horrible offensive line, I mean, it's almost got to be somebody new. And, and Denzel Mims will be the beneficiary there because – his athletic numbers, I mean, his athletic Off score is is ridiculous. Yeah. You know, I loved Denzel Mims coming out last year. Like he was, I mean, he wasn't my wide receiver one by no means, but he was like one of my guys. I'm like, I'm getting him early seconds everywhere I can. He's another guy, honestly, that I have close to 100% roster ship. But I think he's at such a good value right now on the basis that his injury and then when he came back, he didn't look that great. But, I mean, he had a hamstring injury, and most of the time it's something that can linger. I just think he never really got that shortened COVID season, offseason, that injury, never really got a rep, like, a rep with Darnold. And then, like you said, Darnold just was seeing ghosts. He wasn't making plays. And if Crowder's healthy, 90% of the throws are going to Crowder over anybody else because Darnold just 
he's not stretching the field as much as you would say you get a Justin Fields who has a big arm or a Zach Wilson who has a big arm. Yeah. And I just think, I think he's just cheap right now. I mean, I have some that again, in a super flex league, someone traded Mike Evans for Ryan Tannehill and Denzel Mims. So it's almost like almost a toss in. It was almost a free. Yeah. Because Tannehill's going fifth round and we said Evans is going sixth round. So, I mean, that's almost a parallel move. And then then you add in Denzel Mims for free. And I think that you can get that done in a lot of trades. I feel Mm -hmm. like we're, we're talking about, I feel like the biggest point of differentiation in value for a wide receiver is year two. And that's why we have LaVisca Chenault on here. Gabriel Davis, who Mark's going to talk about in a minute. Denzel Mims, Michael Pittman. It's a matter of, you know, are they going to really excel? And and some guys that took him are willing to move off, right? And other yeah. guys are like, if you're that savvy guy that drafted him, you realize that upside is still there. And I think that is there for Mims and for Pittman and for Gabriel Davis. It, it was a different situation, Mark. I mean, obviously we're talking about guys who were early second round picks that didn't pan out. Now we're talking about Gabriel Davis, who was, I had up until the playoffs, I had hundred percent ownership of Gabriel Davis. Cause I took him in the fourth round of every rookie draft, just cause I was a bills fan, you know, and I liked what he did in college, but I could not have anticipated what he did. Yeah. He had a really solid rookie season. He had over almost 600 yards and seven touchdowns, but he really came on strong towards the end. And I think he had like almost a hundred yards into the playoff game, but his role could re- increase like john brown's there for another year who knows yeah yeah who knows so like his role could easily increase and and i just i'm buying he's an easy buy low for for somebody that i don't they're still not they're still not onto him yet i don't believe i feel like late second buys him and i i feel like in the rookie draft you know it might buy his value is not going to rise because of where he's at but we get to rookie draft, people got those rookie fevers, and you can get some of these guys, Mims and Pittman and Davis, cashing on that rookie fever. They want that shiny new toy, but we've seen some flashes from these guys. Um, let's let's really hit our deep dives now. I mean, these guys that are outside the top 75, a guy that you can get in the 25th round of a startup, you know, or a guy that you can get, you can get thrown in for free, a guy that you can give a fourth. Or, and maybe get him thrown in to, to package up for – or give a third and get this guy in a fourth or something like that. I'm going to jump in first with with Kelvin Harmon. I think Kelvin Harmon, I loved him coming out of college, you know, six foot three, 275 pounds – or 217 pounds, 275. That would have been fantastic. But, uh, you know, out of NC State, 69 receptions, 1,000 – a little over 1,000 yards, four touchdowns, and was one of the best in college football at contested catches. Very good route runner, creates separation with his nuanced routes, but he's just been hit with the injury bug year after year, you know, and and the guy, each time he got on Twitter and he's like, guys, he's like, pray for me, I'm going to be back, you know, and I feel like he has the mentality of being a top-notch wide receiver. He just hasn't had the blessing of of being healthy. So I think he's someone that he could be on your waiver wire. You know, that you could stash at the end of your bench. Um, get rid of some of the roster cloggers at the end of your bench, guys that like Danny Amendola, who are literally going to do nothing for your team, and stockpile on some guys with some upside, like Kelvin Harmon, or like who's your guy, Jeremy? Uh, I like Kelvin Harmon too. Just I'll just toss that in there. <laughs> Another guy that I have a lot in because he's free, like you said, basically. Yeah. Um, However, mine that I picked for this is Quintez Cephas. Um, he's probably not that cheap right now. Um, he's kind of all over Twitter. 
Um, I do have a trade that someone did actually get him for a third and a fourth. And I think, I mean, it's, it's a fair. little bit, it, it's, it's fair, probably a little more. Know? I feel it's, like two fours is perfect. Yeah. Um, but I mean, he came in and he had a good week one with a ton of targets um, when Galladay was out originally. And then after that, he kind of cooled off. However, you're looking at this is going to be their receiving core as of today if the season started. Geronimo Allison, Victor Bolden, Quintez Sipas, and Tom Kennedy. That's their roster. They're definitely going to bring right somebody now. in, right? So they're bringing somebody in. But either way, I don't think they're going to bring in three guys. I think Sipas will start as their outside, almost X-type receiver. I think Galladay walks. I don't think that they pay him. I think at this point they've committed to the rebuild by sending Stafford, bringing Goff in. Mm -hmm. Um, I just think that at this point, I remember at the beginning of last year, I believe it was Akutas. I'm not sure exactly which corner had said it, but they had said that Quintus Cephas was one of the hardest receivers they had to cover in practice or in a game. And I just think that, the opportunity plus the talent that he has should bring you possibly wide receiver three numbers this season. And that's pretty good coming from what was a fourth or fifth round pick last year. So, yeah, absolutely. And those fourth and fifth round picks only have eight to 12% hit rates, you know, and, and Cephas is a guy that could definitely be in that range. Another guy that was going in those range and he flashed when he had opportunities with AJ green gone. I mean, Mark, does Auden Tate get an opportunity now? That's what I think. We're we're talking about deep dives now here. So I think that he could easily fill into that uh, wide receiver three role. And again, the Burrow thing. But A.J. Green had over 100 targets this year. That was, that was kind of surprising. But the Bengals need a lot of – they have a lot of needs. And wide receiver, I don't believe – I mean, I saw the Jamar Chase going to the Bengals thing. But I don't see the, they're addressing the wide receiver position at all. So – I would think that he's a he's a buy just because he's connected to Joe Burrow in that offense. Yeah, he's always flashed. You know what I mean? He showed some things here and there. He's a big wide receiver. Um, they might not address the position because they need to they need to protect Joe Burrow. That's the issue now. It's not a matter of getting weapons because they got Higgins and they got Boyd. I feel like they really address the position of of offensive line to really give him some cushion because he took a beating, you know, and he's not going to be able to do that again um, for you guys that have Joe Burrow, you know, really high up on your quarterback rankings. So those are our guys, you know, we wanted to, to, to get in a couple of guys from smash except to talk about wide receiver buys. Um, you know, we, we talked a lot about startups and right now we are almost filled. We have one more spot in the dynasty ref, or dynasty <laughs> smash except geez, I was going to do my old podcast. I'm sorry. It's been it's been a double podcast night, so I'm a little out of it. Smash except Listener League 2. Mark's in it. Uh, Dave Kluge. Who else we got in there? We got Commissioner Breeze. We yeah. got, you know, we got Trey from FF um, Superflex Guru. We got FF Day Trader. I mean, we got we got a bunch of guys in that 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 crew there that are going to be drafting with you guys. Should be a fun draft. Uh, Jeremy, we're about to get we got big shout out to FF Maddie Big Chest. The man is a stud when it comes to creating MFL logos and and doing things for your league. We just customize ours for all Super Smash Brothers, you know, type uh, banners and everything like that. That's going to be fire. I'm going to share that with you guys. Who'd yeah, you end up getting? You got you yeah, got a pretty early. Pretty you got an early draft there. Uh, you who'd you go with? I went with King D. 
I, I like that pick. I, I really wanted to get Donkey Kong. It's, I was going to go Daddy Donkey Kong. It was a little yeah. weird. Da- Dynasty Daddy Kong. Who knows? Yeah. But I ended up going yeah. – I went old school. I know. It sounds a little inappropriate. Yeah, it's a little uh, it's borderline right there. I think right? it's better you didn't, honestly. No, I went with Super Mario and John got Luigi, you know, and it's just we're going to we're gonna share that with you guys. But big shout-out to him, Matty Big Chess does great work. If you guys are looking to customize your leagues, you've got to go with him. Thanks great, again. For, great guy too. He is, he is a great guy. So both of you guys, why don't you give a little shout out and say what, you know, what you're working on, anything you're excited about here in the off season and we'll, we'll sign it out. Yeah. I mean, like I said, uh, I'm firing up hopefully the uh, FF playmakers podcast. Um, however, right now, I mean, 90% of my time is going towards uh, rookie threads where you can find them at Pope's FFH. Uh, just kind of breaking down this class. It's a it's an exciting class, really deep, um, and a lot more positions than we thought. And I'm just pretty excited to get all that done. Uh, and then hopefully move on to some articles over at Yards Per and at the Dynasty Mafia. I like it. The one position that I'm kind of excited about that people aren't talking about is tight end. Because oh, Kyle, Kyle Pitts is so good. We're, we're forgetting about some of these other guys oh, and we're yeah. going to get some discounts, but that's for another podcast. Mark? Yeah, yeah. you guys can find me on uh, Twitter at the Dynasty Lefty. Uh, I'm excited for the, the draft that's coming up, but I'm also really excited for free agency and uh, the NFL draft. Yeah, we got some some fantastic guests to kind of talk about some of those game, things with the draft. Uh, we got Ryan McDowell. We got Garrett Price. I mean, there's going to be some great people coming on. Travis May, Angelo Analysis, all those guys coming on, hitting you up with the best draft content you guys can put out there. So thanks again for tuning in and enjoy the process.